0: Here's the deal, logic dictates otherwise, but the truth is many people will hop on board because they see a thin person who's magically getting results. And everything on Instagram is real, right? Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I wanna welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life, and with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is, you're the chef of your life, and for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week, we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me, and let's squeeze the joy out of this life, because you only get one Can I get a fork, yeah? I think we can all agree, life's way too short for boring food, right? It deserves to be filled with fresh, flavorful, mouthwatering dishes that you and your family are excited to share together. And guess what? Now it's so easy to broaden your cooking skills and try out fun recipes. And here's the best part. You don't need a bunch of fancy appliances to do it. With Panasonic's Home Chef 4-in-1 Multi-Oven, you can, get this, heat, fry, bake, and broil your way to foodie heaven. Yep, it's a microwave, broiler, air fryer, and convection oven all wrapped up into one appliance. So smart. So whether you're trying out a new food trend, or your grandma's kind of complicated recipe or maybe a fusion dish you've been dying to try or maybe one of my dishes from my book, this multi-oven makes your cooking experience a really enjoyable one. So start thinking of all those recipes and dishes you've been dying to try out. Now's the time because this multi-oven makes even the most complicated recipes super simple. I love super simple. It's the four-in-one that inspires your inner chef to try daring new dishes with confidence. So, to receive special offers, head over to PanasonicKitchen.com and become a Panasonic Kitchen Insider. Common activities include human-animal interaction like farming, hunting, ranching, and keeping, keeping animals as pets. Human-animal contact is heightened when humans encroach on wild lands. I mean, just think about it. Those little critters that are running through uh, farmlands, and that's generally the cause of contamination, especially when you're talking about fresh produce. Listen, I am not a vegan, okay? I'm just gonna come out and say it. So I am definitely not in the camp saying that we need to completely eliminate the consumption and contact with animals. But there have been documented epidemics by various strains of animal contracted disease and flu for the past century. I mean, it's something we need to take a look at. The 1918 flu infected over a quarter of the world's population and killed over 50 million people. That's a whole hell of a lot of people. And it was caused by an H1N1 virus that historians say likely originated in a Kansas chicken farm. An H1N1 strain that reached pandemic levels in the U.S. and Mexico in 2009, I remember this so clearly because it was just when I was starting my business, likely had its origins in the pig populations of both countries too. Ebola and HIV, which transferred to humans from primates like chimpanzees and gorillas were discovered in regions of sub-Saharan Africa where communities were near primate populations. And many zoonotic diseases are the result of human farming. You know, it's one of those things that when you look at pandemic diseases and you look especially at what's taken place in the last hundred years, We need to understand that this relationship that we have with animals, whether we're eating them or raising them or coming into contact with them, are creating catastrophic disease. Now, there are a handful of foodborne diseases that you can only get from eating undercooked meat. So like, for example, if you eat undercooked pork or raw pork, or you eat undercooked chicken or raw chicken... You will be at risk for getting those diseases that are associated with those animals. But if you cook them thoroughly, you know, to the kill point, which is different depending on that product with turkey and chicken, it needs to be at an internal temperature of at least 165 degrees at the thickest point, then you're in a better position to prevent getting sick.
1: Well, you know what? i I've and I've been doing it for years. i I try to. Um, stick within a routine, and, and my routine is it really healthy stuff for me. For instance, work exercising. I don't, I'm not the kind of guy that goes in the gym for an hour to two hours a day. I, I I go in and I work forty minutes, but it's really efficient, and and I get after it, right? I don't I don't play around. I'm in there for forty minutes, and I'm and I'm moving. So and by the, the actual- way,
0: you're like the picture of health and fitness. I mean, I to
1: kudos to you. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. It's a, And it's from years and years of discipline and consistency. So getting getting my workout in um, at least probably six days a week is a great place to start. What, what guy, is? I,
0: can I ask you, what is your workout? Like, what do you do when you're at the gym, when you yeah, say I, you get after
1: it? Yeah, I'm a, I do a full body workout and I've been doing it every day. And, you know, there's so many myths out there when it comes to training, so many. And the people say, oh, you can't train, you can't train the same body part every day. Here's the reality to that. The reality is most people don't push themselves hard enough because you say, oh, you're tearing your muscles down. I got news for you. Most people don't ever push themselves to the point where they're tearing anything down, all right? That's the reality. So I do a full body workout every day. And and when I do, I do one set to failure. So one set of every muscle group to failure. And, and when I do that, it's I go from one station to the next. So in that 40-minute um, workout i'm getting the cardio because i'm not checking my phone i'm not interacting with people i'm getting after it so yeah. i not only get the resistance training but i get the cardio training and i go to failure on every set so for what instance, is
0: failure oh, for you like how many how many reps do you
1: do normally well it, it depends for me if i'm if i'm getting if i'm beyond like 15 to 20 reps then then I'll, I'll increase my weight a bit all right mm-hmm. so I'm not doing I'm not doing heavy weights uh, for for like five or eight times because if I'm moving that weight and I'm getting and I'm getting completely blasted within six to eight repetitions then I'm going to be more prone to injury because it's a heavier weight and 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 by heavier weights I tend to lose control of of the motion of the movement, and that's really hard for men, believe it or not, because men exercise their mind. So, for instance, they're doing chest flies. They say, "Peter, give me those 60s," and I say, "You know what? Let's let's go to the 45s and let's do slow and controlled. Because at the end of the day, and don't don't feel that you have to count. Quit counting. Listen to your body and go to complete failure. Right and. Yeah. And so, and, and when I'm showing them flies, I show them, look, there's a number of different movements that you can do doing the, doing the chest fly movement. So you hit different parts of your pectoral, the same with, with working your legs, right? There's so many great things you can do for your legs and your glutes where you're firing everything. So it's, it's just really about, you know, understanding what it is you're working and, and getting away from that mindset of, I'm going to do five sets of 10 heavyweight, you know, that, that's just it's really old school and, and it's not for people that are that are on the go.
0: People want to be acknowledged. You know, a lot of the yes. time they'll just, they kind of, you know, take it out on others. I, I have to share with you, I got an email from a customer uh, about our Eat Cleaner product. She's a hardcore customer. Like I've talked to her on the phone several times. Like she's the kind of customer who will call in. And um, I... I got this really angry email from her and I was just like, wow, that's just so out of character. So instead of firing back, I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm just so sorry. You feel this way. You know, um, I, I just would love to be able to understand like why you feel this way. And she wrote me back the most apologetic email. Like I, I've almost felt bad. Like I really didn't say anything wrong, but like she was so apologetic and was like, please forgive me. You know, and I was like, she uh, there's obviously something going on. And having that ability to just say, I'm gonna respond with love because there's probably something going on versus like, screw you, you know. I mean, it's it yields the result that you want.
2: Right. And I, and I love that because You said people want to be acknowledged and that's exactly what it is. People want to be seen. So even if you don't feel she was right or you have where you were coming from, we don't need to document all of that. Hearing her, understanding her, empathizing, that's all that she needs. And you saw that because she responded in a way that bounced that back
3: to you.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. So I think, you know, now more than ever, people have a lot of expectations. Maybe they have a lot of emotions. They have a lot of feelings. People are in a myriad of different situations versus where they were at the beginning of the year. I mean, nobody could have forecasted what would happen. Here we are in June right now as we record this, back in January as we turned into a new decade. So, you know, in this journey to health, I I think that being in the best possible mindset you can be is really, really important and you can nourish that. You can feed your body with the proper nutrients, you can get proper rest, you can sleep well, you can hydrate, hydration is even more important than food in a lot of cases.
4: I can feel if my body feels in flames. So I try and keep it alkaline as much as I can and and very conscious of. Mm -hmm anything that's, that's increasing that ability for me to be inflamed. Because that's when I start to feel arthritic in my knees or my back hurts. And if I can eliminate that and, and keep the hydration up, that's when I feel the most energy and also I can do the things I want to do.
0: So I, I see a theme here. I see that you are a very intuitive person. I think that you figure things out because you listen and then you take the information and you then put it into practice. Mm -hmm. What what do you think is something that a listener could do to action just taking that first initial step? Because I, I think that is a gift and I don't think that comes easily to everybody. I think sometimes it's very overwhelming to find information. I mean, certainly we are advocates of what we know works, but sometimes you have to go out there and experience it yourself. What is step one for someone listening that wants to find a path of health and vibrancy that would work for them?
4: I mean, it's, it's a, it's a really big question. <laughs> because I could break it's it down just one just... step though. <laughs> no, I know. But you know, it's yeah. like, I'm a big believer in experimentation. I, I really am. Mm. Um, and, and I, and you, you called it really well. I'm very intuitive. I'm intuitive with people. I'm intuitive with myself. I can, I can feel things. I'm very kind of kinesthetic. That's just kind of, again, a gift that I have. So what I, what I tend to sort of say to people when in, in different ways is you've got to trust that feeling we all have a degree of that right we all have a degree of intuition and sometimes people we close it off and so what i often say to people is you've got to trust what you're feeling so back to your point around you know am i vegan am i this or what should i do my my first thing is firstly trust yourself to go somewhere that it feels right as the first starting point and then experiment
3: Herbs and humans, we've been tied together ever since the beginning of time, literally. Um, The moment that humans were able to figure out that the vegetation and the environment could provide sustenance and nutrition um, is when that relationship began. So whether it was digging up roots from the earth and eating those and realizing that gives you energy or um, eating any sort of spring green, like a bitter leaf. And realizing that does help with digestion, um, I mean, that's really how far back it goes. So, you know, herbs is just another word for pretty much like a vegetable or a fruit or something else that's giving you nutrition or that's supporting your body in some way. Um, so, yeah, so that's the basis of our relationship. And then as humans progress throughout time, this uh, herbalism itself kind of formed into different um different meanings for different cultures, you know, whether it's a using an herb over tradition, a grandmother teaching the granddaughter, teaching the mm. daughter, um, you know, these, these bits of knowledge were passed down um, in a very natural way. And then other cultures, of course, formalized it a little bit more by having very specific roles within their societies um, that were keepers of this knowledge uh, and that were able to apply these herbs um, to people, whether it was for their body, mind, or spirit, very specifically. Um, and from that, you know, of course, we have more formalized schools of herbalism, whether it's traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, um, Western European. So you want to break down the world into big geocentric categories, you can also do that too. And at the root of that, it's having a relationship with what your local plants are.
0: Have you ever wondered, is rinsing my produce with the water that comes out of the sink that I don't even drink enough to really clean it? Well, then you're one of the smartest people I know because you're absolutely right. It's not enough. That's why we created the only all-natural and patented line of food wash and wipes, and it's called Eat Cleaner. It's tasteless, odorless, and lab-tested, and it removes up to 99.9% of the residue that water can't, including pesticides, wax, soil, and junk that can carry bacteria that can really make you sick. Plus, we formulated it to help extend the shelf life of your fresh produce, too, and that'll save you money. When your berries are lasting up to 10, 12 days, you know that's a good thing. It helps your produce last up to five times longer using a natural blend of fruit acids and antioxidants. So there's no chemicals, it's just clean, eating, fun. And this can help save your family an average of over $500 per year. Make it easy on yourself, reduce waste, and get that fruit and veggies into your body where it's gonna do you a lot of good and not in the trash. Check us out, eatcleaner.com or head to our Amazon store at amazon.com forward slash eCleaner. And while there's no silver bullet, I do believe we can take big strides in protecting our incredible bodies from succumbing to sickness. You know, sitting here and waiting for a vaccine for COVID. I mean, folks, let me just be honest. I don't even think I wanna get in line for the first round of that vaccine, not until it's proven, not until I've seen that it can actually work. In the meantime, let's look into the medicine cabinet, so to speak, of our kitchen, where we can begin today instead of having to wait and feel like a sitting duck. So here are my top eight foods for boosting immunity. And they all contribute to immunity in different ways. So make sure that you take notes on this and maybe make your grocery list out of it. Or check out our Eat to Thrive program where I go into these categories at even greater detail and give you recipes that you can use in your everyday to put these into practice. Because it's great to hear a list, but until you implement, it really doesn't do much. So here we go, the top eight immunity boosting foods. Number one, nuts and seeds. Why? Because they're rich in lysine. And lysine is a building block of protein. It's an essential amino acid because your body cannot make it. And I talk a lot about essential amino acids in my book. It's a big part of our strategy. You need to obtain it from food. That's the amazing thing about food is we can't live without it. Here's the thing that's scary about it. It's not just the hot flashes. It's not just the feeling like you can't control your hormones and they've got you on a leash. It's the heart palpitations. It's the fear. It's the out of body kind of feeling that you go through, or at least I've been going through, that make you feel like you're really out of control and it's scary. For me, the heart palpitations through my chest were the scariest because I did lose my mom to a massive heart attack last year. And I thought maybe I was having one too. And with COVID, that confinement has just exacerbated all of those symptoms. In fact, I was speaking to my dear friend, Tana Amen, who is featured in next week's podcast interview. So make sure you tune into that. She's a world renowned um, holistic health guide. She is a trauma nurse. She co-owns the Amen Clinics with her world renowned husband, Dr. Daniel Amen, um, who, you know, they guide people into the best brain health possible. She's the author of so many books. She's the creator of the whole idea of the warrior mindset. And she told me that it is very common for trauma like this, COVID, to create a whole new set of symptoms.
2: But the interesting thing is I really do believe that if you're okay, your kids are more likely to be okay. Mm. And I learned that as a nurse, so I'm a trauma nurse, right? So I, I really have a lot of empathy for the first responders, the people in the hospitals dealing with this right now, um, because it's a really stressful time. But dealing with infectious disease, this one is like, you know, uncharted, we just don't know anything about it, but it's not new to us, right? Mm. So as, as a trauma nurse, I'd be working on patient, I'd have that same patient for two days in a row, I'd come in on the third day, patients in isolation, And I'm like, why is that patient in isolation? They're like, you need to wear a mask, a gown, gloves. Don't go in there without everything, you know, without having your gear on. And I'm like, "Uh, why? Well, because they've got MRSA or they've got Versa or they've got necrotizing fasciitis, all these flesh eating bacterial (laughs) (laughs) diseases or or things that are resistant to antibiotics. And I'm like, you're kidding because I've been touching that patient for two days now. So this this isn't new to us, this idea of dealing with infectious disease and having to be careful if you're in the medical field. So I felt pretty confident with that. And I knew that if I was okay, the kids were more likely to be okay. So I, I sort of, even when I wasn't sure, I'd have this attitude of, I've got this. Because as a nurse, you have to do that. Yes. If you have the attitude of, I've got this, you're going to see total pandemonium chaos and families screaming their heads off, um, which they frequently did in our unit. Because yeah, you know, yeah, they didn't yeah. die.
0: they're looking to you as a healthcare professional in our homes. Our, our family really is looking to us as the rock and they're responding to our emotions. So, you know, as we have been through this, now we're in month, what, eight, eight and a half. um, And they're talking, you know, this whole idea of the second wave of the pandemic really being related to mental health. We just had World Mental Health Awareness Day. And I feel like now more than ever, we have to be so in tune to this. How have you and Dr. Amen and and the Amen Clinics really responded to this also unprecedented wave of need from people who just, you know, maybe they had never even thought they had an issue, but now they're coming to you and saying, I need help. Woman claims she no longer needs solid food, instead praises breatharianism breath, airy, and is that a word even? So basically what I'm hearing is she is no longer eating food. Instead, she's living on air. What is happening in the world? I mean, these types of headlines slay me and really kind of anger me because here's the problem. People are actually going to believe that garbage, There is a never-ending gerbil wheel of off-the-wall recommendations that masquerade as health advice. And they come from people that claim that they're so credible and claim that they have all of this experience. But this? I mean, so this woman on Instagram who reportedly no longer needs to eat and just drinks and gulps air is somebody that we're supposed to trust? Huh. Well... I never studied that technique when I was studying nutrition and uh, culinary arts, but if the thought of gulping LA air sounds appetizing, I mean, knock yourself out. (laughs) But sadly to me, it just sounds like another kind of eating disorder. And I know about eating disorders because I lived 10 years of my life in the hell of one. And let me tell you friends, it's not a good place to be. Here's the deal logic dictates otherwise, but the truth is, many people will hop on board because they see a thin person who's magically getting results. And everything on Instagram is real, right? The truth is, food is so intrinsic to our DNA and our well being. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch, so it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot, and share it on your social media with a hashtag R-F-Y-B-L for recipes for your best life. I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.